It's October 4th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories today. The BBC is reporting that North Korea has fired a suspected missile over Japan in what appears to be a deliberate escalation to get the attention of Tokyo and Washington. The ballistic missile traveled about 2,800 miles before falling into the Pacific Ocean, far enough to hit the U.S. island of Guam if it took another trajectory. It's the first North Korean missile launch over Japan since 2017. The launch saw Japan issue a rare alert to some citizens to take cover. The launch comes as Japan, the U.S., and South Korea have been working together to strengthen their defenses in response to the growing threat posed by the North. Last week, the three countries conducted naval exercises together for the first time since 2017. Such drills have long antagonized Pyongyang's leader, Kim Jong-un, who views them as proof that his enemies are preparing for war. In my opinion, the U.S. has been doing the right thing here, working with our allies to strengthen our collective defenses, while also continuing to seek diplomatic routes with North Korea. Unfortunately, doing the right thing is not leading to the right outcomes. So the question for policymakers is, what other options are left on the table for dealing with North Korea? Because it seems that if we continue down this road, we're going to end up in a very dangerous place. Haaretz, the Israeli newspaper of record, continues to cover the protests in Iran. They are reporting that Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei said yesterday protests over the death of a woman in police custody were plotted by, quote, America and the Zionist regime rather than by ordinary Iranians in his first comments on unrest that has swept the country since September 17th. Iran has been paralyzed in the three weeks of mass protests triggered by the death of Masa Amini in the custody of the so-called morality police after she was detained for allegedly wearing the mandatory Islamic headscarf too loosely. The protests have not abated despite a growing death toll in the crackdown by security forces using tear gas, clubs, and in some cases, according to videos on social media and right groups, live ammunition. Iranian authorities have not given a death toll while saying many members of the security forces have been killed by rioters and thugs backed by foreign foes. Last week, state television said 41 had died, including members of the security forces. The Associated Press Newswire reports that the Swedish prosecutor in charge of investigation into leaks from pipelines in the Baltic Sea said this morning, that he has ordered the area to be closed as he carries out a preliminary investigation into suspected gross sabotage. Over the weekend, authorities in Denmark said the Nord Stream 1 and 2 natural gas pipelines had stopped leaking. However, the Swedish Coast Guard said yesterday that one of its planes had reported that the smaller leak in Nord Stream 2 had increased and was about 100 feet in diameter. Elsewhere from Politico Europe, 
French President Emmanuel Macron's chief of staff, has been placed under formal investigation after being accused of failing to disclose alleged links to a shipping giant. Alexis Kohler, Macron's most trusted advisor, is seen by many as the power behind the throne, with few decisions taken without his input. French anti-corruption association Anticor accused Kohler of breaking conflict of interest rules because he has family links to the owners of Swiss-Italian shipping company MSC, for whom he worked in between two government jobs, the latter of which was a senior official in Macron's team at the finance ministry in 2014 through 2016. Anticor said Kohler did not disclose the family links to MSC. As reported in Deutsche Welle, Germany's international news outlet, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met the Colombian President Gustavo Petro on Monday for talks on measures to tackle drug trafficking. Colombia is the first stop on Blinken's week-long tour of Latin America. After his meeting with the Colombian president, Blinken said that the U.S. strongly supports the holistic approach the Petro administration is taking. However, there were no indications of new agreements on the issue. Petro, in stark contrast to his predecessor, has initiated a policy to offer an olive branch to leftist guerrillas and drug traffickers as long as they lay down their weapons and cease illegal activities. According to Al Jazeera, Lesotho will hold a parliamentary election on Friday amid failures by its politicians to pass constitutional reforms meant to end years of political instability in the southern African Mountain Kingdom. The Al Basotho Convention has run the country since 2017, but divisions within the party have led to two prime ministers over five years. One of them, Thomas Tabana, stepped down in 2020 after being charged with the murder of his ex-wife. His successor, Prime Minister Majoro, declared a state of emergency in August after legislatures failed to pass two bills meant to end political volatility in Parliament. Last month, Lesotho's highest court ruled the declaration unconstitutional. The Ashahi Shimbam, one of Japan's oldest newspapers, is reporting that an Indonesian police chief and nine elite officers were removed from their posts yesterday, and 18 others were being investigated for responsibility in the firing of tear gas inside a soccer stadium that set off a stampede, killing at least 125 people, officials said. The disaster Saturday night was among the deadliest ever at a sporting event. The deaths occurred when riot police, trying to stop the violence, fired tear gas, including in the stands, triggering a disastrous stampede of fans, making a panicked, chaotic run for the exits. Most of the 125 people who died were trampled or suffocated. The victims included two police officers. In heavier news, a 2,554-pound pumpkin grown in upstate New York has set a new U.S. record for the heaviest. State and national records fell over the weekend at the Great Pumpkin Farm in the Buffalo suburb of Clarence, where the entry broke the previous national record of 2,528 pounds, the Buffalo News reported. 
The previous New York state record was 2,517 pounds. The winning gourd will be on display at the Great Pumpkin Farm Fall Festival through October 16th. A grower in Italy holds the world record for heaviest pumpkin. He grew a 2,702-pound squash in 2021, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Syed Golkar, a non-resident senior fellow at the Chicago Council on Global Affairs for Iran Policy. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.